If it's Sunday, it's Mile High Magazine time, and I am Murphy Houston. Hope you're doing well, wearing a mask, staying separated, social distancing, and, of course, washing your hands. The big three we've talked about for almost a year now, hard to believe, but it's still out there, and it's my pleasure to talk to my friend, Dr. Larry Kaplan, CEO of Doc's Health. And, Doc, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Murphy. It's good to talk to you again. How was your holiday? It was safe. Uh, I was muted. We had fewer people around. Um, didn't seem to get any more rest, though, but no. I had a good time. Not you. You're too busy doing stuff, <laughs> like uh, taking care of people and racing cars, right? Yeah, both of those, well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about the holidays. What do you see as far as the COVID growth since the Christmas and now New Year's? Is it uh, spiking as we anticipated? Yeah, oh, yeah. We're seeing it across the country right now. And um, and the death rate is, is of course, trailing, as, as it always does. So we normally... We'll see the rate increase in about two to three weeks of cases, and then a couple of three weeks behind that, we'll see an increase in the death rate. Um, even though we're much better at reducing the mortality associated with COVID, um, unfortunately, it still really hits some people hard. Yeah, I believe I read a piece of information just this very morning that every minute in the United States, over 300 people come down with COVID. That's high numbers. Well, yeah, we're averaging, uh, for the last week, we averaged over 200,000 cases per day identified. That's so, crazy. So, you know, you do the math, and it's, that's a lot of, lot of cases every single day. So let's talk about some of the good news. The vaccine is out there, and uh, we've got quite a bit here in Colorado, people lining up and uh, getting their shots. What do you think? Is it effective? Does there seem to be any side effects? I don't hear anything. Well, so the the... Vaccine itself is is effective. Um, there, uh, right now, I think you've put out somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred and twenty five, two hundred and thirty thousand doses in Colorado that have been administered so far, and um, and of course they're really trying to work on getting the doses out. R- right now, our biggest problem is getting the vaccine in people's arms. I mean, we've we've got about forty million doses sitting on the shelf in various places, whether it's at the state level or at the federal level, that's not being distributed. And and the problem right now is getting those doses into people because we've really only we've put out less than 10 million doses across the country. And that's the that's the big problem right now. Well, and it seems like to use a football analogy, you drive the ball into the red zone down to the uh, 10 yard line and then stop because you, you, you can't get it out there. You know, I would go even further. I would say what they did was they funded building a stadium and didn't bother to put the team together. <laughs> That's a good one. I like All right. that. So, yeah. you know, so, so we put a lot of money into working with the pharmaceutical companies for them to be able to put together and create an effective vaccine very, very quickly, unprecedented speed, and, and at a level that really works. Um, so, so we funded a ton of that. And then we didn't sit down and fund how we were going to, you know, that last inch, how we were going to get the vaccine into someone's arm. I mean, look, I deploy 7,500 healthcare personnel across the United States at remote locations all over the place. And I only have one state that's asked me to go ahead and, and help with distribution of vaccine, which just doesn't make any sense at all. They're just not organized. No, that's crazy. So what's your solution? What are you suggesting? How can we pick it up? 
well, we need to have we, well, we need to have sites that are convenient and easy. What we're looking at doing in the state of Texas is marrying up where we're doing the testing with doing vaccines. So people are driving in for their testing. At, we, we're running 17, 18, 20, I don't know, locations throughout the state of Texas where we're doing COVID testing, and we're marrying up distribution of vaccines with people who will sign up and, and be the right people to come through, and they'll drive through test and drive through um, vaccinate in various lines, but we're utilizing personnel and resources that I already have on, on the ground there. And that, that'll get it out. Um, they really need to, to work through other avenues of distribution. They've, they've created so many hurdles around getting people vaccinated. You know, do, are we afraid someone's going to jump the line? I don't know. Maybe somebody will. But I would rather get another person vaccinated than hold on to 40 million doses because we're worried that somebody jumped the line. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, get the 40 million doses in people and then get me another 40 million doses, right? Yes. Makes sense to me. And I'm wondering if it's a problem. Like in Colorado, there's phase 1A, which we're now starting to leave into phase 1B, which is another group of people. Are all states like that or are they all a little different? Is that a problem? They vary from state to state. Some states, like Colorado, are stuck in Phase 1A. Um, New York thinks they're going to be in Phase 1A basically for 14 weeks or something. Um, then, you have, then you have places like Alabama where they use up every single vial of a vaccine they have every day, and they're begging for more. Just give us more. We'll get people vaccinated. So, it, you know, it varies from, from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with, oh, we want to make sure we get the right people vaccinated. And I am completely for that. We need to vaccinate the people who are at most risk of having the worst outcomes. And we should certainly be doing that. But there is no reason in the world that every single nursing home in this country hasn't had a vaccine delivered to them when they all have nurses in those locations. Yeah, that's a really good point. Why isn't that going on? That- it's. Again, you you paid to build the facilities, but and get the vaccine, but you didn't build the team. Exactly, and and here in Colorado, as you you well know, sometimes at least in the recent days of the vaccine going out there, they kind of changed the rules as to who gets yeah. it, and that got very confusing for people. It's and 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 it's even worse because in some states, each county gets to decide. So you don't even have a state-by-state set of rules. Now you have a county-by-county set of rules where the city of Denver makes one set of rules and Fort Collins does something different. Yeah, that, that is and, going you know, on. So, so it, it be, people don't know what they can and can't do, so people are trying to get vaccinated and they're told, well, you're really not eligible right now and you're going to have to wait and we'll, you know, we'll get back to you. Thanks for signing up. We'll get around to it. And, and we literally have millions and millions, 40 million doses sitting on the shelf. It sounds to me like you're a, a proponent of, hey, if you need a shot, and come on and get it. We're ready for you, not dividing it up into sections. I mean, the criteria for the first responders, yes, let's take care of them. But now, kind of like what maybe Alabama's doing, just just get a shot. Well, there's, there's two parts to that. Part one would be distribute the vaccine to the places where the people are most at risk. We know where that is. And for God's sake, they're, can, they're in a, 
in a confined facility, senior living centers, um, nursing homes, skilled care facilities. We know where those people are. So just distribute it to them and have the vaccine and have the vaccine doses given. So just get it out there. How many do you need? We'll get it to you. You'll have it tomorrow. That's step one. Step two is you have to remember there's a lot of people who even who worked in those facilities who said, you know what, I don't want to take the, the, the vaccine. Now, give me for an example, right? I'm a healthcare provider. Right. I should be one of the first people in line. Well, I already had COVID. So I've had natural immunity built by my body, which is candidly more effective than the vaccine. So, so why should I go take a dose away from someone else who hasn't had it yet and is at risk? So I'll intentionally say, no, 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 skip me. Give it to that 75-year-old who's a cancer recovery patient. Yes. Right? And make sure they get it. But you have a lot of people even in those facilities who are saying, pass me, give it to someone else. And, you know, and we're not saying to people, hey, listen, if you've had this before, we don't, we're not going to use the, the vial on you. So we've got hospitals who are saying every single doctor and nurse working in that location needs to get the vaccine, even though they had COVID a month ago and they have, they have their own immunity. Yeah. And are they even asking that question? <laughs> are they just not they're, thinking? They're, they're, asking, they're asking the question, but they're ignoring the answer. Oh, not good. Not good yeah, at so, all. But, but because they're just trying to they're, they're trying to apply blanket policies. This is always what happens in public health. You try and 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 create a policy that's less confusing. And that causes you to ignore some of the science. Because if you went down the path of the science, you would have to parse all this out, and that becomes very confusing for people that aren't healthcare related, uh, you know, in the healthcare field. Sure, sure. So they so they try and simplify it for the purposes of public policy, and that com- makes that makes complete sense. But you know, we're getting ready to get hit with variant strains now coming from the UK, Japan, South Africa, and and they're going to come here. They're already here. Yeah, they were out here in Colorado, like one of the first cases out of the clear blue. This guy, not far from Denver, got it. Doesn't know how he got it. He's never been anywhere. Right. And and that's we have a lot more of that than we know because we're really not sequencing the tests. Now, you know, like what our primary lab that we utilize picks up the variant strains as well. But we would still have to send off those variant strains. That, we'd have to send off the tests to have them sequenced to determine if, in fact, it is a variant strain. And, and of course, the variant strains are not going to react equally to vaccine, nor will they act equal, react equally to people who have previous exposure. Yes. So we, we're not sure exactly how that's going to play yet. No, but is the vaccine effective at all against the new strain? The answer to that is we think so. Um, there, so we've got three identified strains already. The UK and the Japan, the, pan, the one from Japan and the one from the UK are relatively similar, but they're a variant. The one from South Africa, the primary and largest set of mutations are actually on that spike protein, where you, you know where the antibodies are are focused on, and also where a lot of the vaccine is is based on. So we're not really sure whether that South African strain will will be protected with people who have been vaccinated. 
And, and look, here, here's the reality. The way that a virus works is they mutate to survive. Now, they're not conscious. They don't sit down and say, oh, if I don't mutate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get killed. What happens is they'll constantly be mutating, and, and as they're mutating, they may mutate into a form that's much more lethal, that would kill people. But then that variant wouldn't get very far because somebody gets it and they die, so they don't infect other people. So the most effective sets of mutations are where it mutates to a form that's more contagious but less lethal. And then that way you walk around with it, spreading it to a more and more people. And that's how that becomes a dominant strain. It kills less people and it's easier to infect. And that combination is the most effective. And that's just basic Darwinism, right? That's how that's what Darwin figured out on what we refer to as survival of the fittest. That's survival of the fittest for for the vaccine world. We're talking to Dr. Larry Kaplan. So, Dr. Kaplan, do you think we should obviously continue to get our vaccine shots when the chance arises, or do we sit back and go, whoa, let's see where this thing is going? No, get them. Get them, because the probability is you know, disproportionately large that you're going to be exposed to the virus that is current with the current vaccine. And, and you, you, the more people that get vaccinated, the better we're going to be able to knock this back. We're on, you know, we are on, the, we're, we've got over 4,000 people died yesterday from this virus. And we were, you know, we were going crazy when it crossed 1,000. We, we're over 4,000. We have a couple hundred thousand people a day being diagnosed with it. So, you know, so it's spreading all over the place. And keep in mind, we haven't hit 50% of the population yet. Yeah, that's what I was so thinking. So there's still, there's more than half the people that still are potentially at risk of getting it. So if we can get a bunch of them vaccinated, and then we have a bunch of people who have already been exposed, then that what happens to the virus is I walk into a room, and let's say I'm the guy with the virus, I walk into a room and nine out of the ten people have either had the vaccine or the virus. Well, there's only a chance of me spreading it to one person. Ah, good point. And that's, and that's how it, the, the virus naturally goes down. That's what will happen. So and then we'll look at it and go, oh, okay, our caseload is going really much, 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 much lower, and that's what everybody's been pushing towards. So to end it up here, doctor, get the shot, right? Get the shot. Get the shot. <laughs> get the shot. And and but do the things that you know you need to do until you've you've got immunity, and you still need to do it. But but make sure that you're wearing your mask and you're washing your hands and you're keeping the distance that you need to keep and. And you're keeping that still front of mind. Um, you know, there's, I mean, look, I've been flying around the country lately, and I, it's still, you know, you've got 300 people stuffed onto an airplane. I mean, yes. what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, Dr. Larry Kaplan, CEO of Doc's Health, we talked to you like monthly these days. You're so good at it. You're so informative. We certainly appreciate your time, and we need you to stay healthy as well, you know. I'm good to go, my friend. I've already had it. Fortunately, <laughs> okay. I've recovered, and um, and I'm I'm feeling really you know fit these days. So um, so don't worry about me. I'm in good shape. You take care. You make sure you take care of yourself. Oh yeah, we're working on that for sure. Hunker down as we will be for a while, and we'll talk to you again soon. Is that good? Yep, you right. be well. Thanks, Doctor Kaplan. Appreciate the time and hang in there. Don't go away. It's Mile High Magazine. We'll be back with Doctor John Douglas from Tri County Health with a Colorado update.